What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Mariah Miller on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Mariah, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you like with your story. Great. Um, I'm so excited to be here, so I'll just get going. Um, So my husband and I met in 2005 in Germany. We were both really young. I was 19. He was about 22, and we kind of, you know, met within the first couple days we arrived there kind of had a world, almost like a whirlwind romance. Um, And then towards the end of our time there, he told me that he was going to be moving to the UK to start a master's degree and wanted me to go with him. So we moved to England and we spent about seven years there. Um, And then we got married in 2011. Um, And he was still finishing up school. He did a PhD Um, So our lives were kind of everywhere. We were traveling. We were kind of long distance for a little while. And then after we got married, we moved back to the U.S. and we moved to Atlanta. We're kind of unsettled there. And then we finally settled in Chicago in about 2015. So our whole lives were like traveling and trying to figure out what we were doing for work. And we had always talked about having kids, but I was always kind of on the fence about it. I never was one of those people who was like, oh, I definitely want children. I thought maybe I did. And then I'd go through periods where I'd be like, no, I definitely don't want kids. We were both super passionate about travel. And I'm like, I just want to travel the world for my whole life. Um, So then, you know, I just kept thinking like, if I want kids, like one day I'll wake up and be like, I'm ready, let's do this. And if it never happens, it never happens. Um, So... I remember around my, I was, had just turned 30 and my husband asked me, um, and it was actually right before we were going on a big trip to Asia. And he said, you know, what do you think? Like, are you ready? And I said, definitely not ready. Let's have this conversation again in a year. So we kept kind of tabling the conversation and like rechecking in every year. Um, And then it was about, yeah, it was 2018 and we were actually on another trip and I kind of started to be like, you know what? I think I can do this. I think I'm ready. So my husband and I were talking about it on the trip. We got back from our trip. Um, We kept talking about it and he was in the middle of a job change. And he was like, I would feel a lot more comfortable if we started trying after I'm more settled in this new job. So we decided to start trying in the fall um, in September. And it took us about four months to um, get pregnant, which at the time seemed like to me forever, but now I know it's definitely was, you know, pretty quick. Um, And I actually found out I was pregnant on Christmas day. I kind of knew my birthday is December 23rd. And I remember on my birthday, I had a little bit of spotting and I've never been one of those people that spotted in between periods. Um, And I noticed that we were waiting for like all our families to come over. Um, And I told my husband, I was like, I think this is it. I think I might be pregnant. And he was like, well, you know, let's see. Um, 
And then, so I just kind of like, all our families came over. I kind of like put it out of my head for a few days. Um, and then on Christmas morning, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to take a pregnancy test. We'll see like what happens. And as soon as I took the pregnancy test, it was like positive immediately. I was so shocked because it was also really early um, for, for it to be that positive. Um, so we were like, I told my husband, we were standing in the bathroom. Everyone was getting ready for the day to go to my sister-in-law's for dinner. And I was like, do we tell everyone or do we wait? And we decided to tell everyone because we were just like, everyone's going to think it's weird if you're just like, you know, not drinking. <laughs> so, um, so we told everyone, everyone was so excited. We were so excited. Um, and then, you know, it, January came around and my husband was going to Canada on a business trip and I decided to tag along and we went on this business trip together um, to um, Montreal and we were so excited. We were like on the trip. It was so, like so, so cold there. So we were just sitting in restaurants. We were talking about baby names and how are we going to like rearrange our um, apartment and are we going to try to do one last trip before this baby comes? And then we came back from the, I came back early from the trip and he had to continue. Um, and then I went to work that Monday and it was like a super stressful day at work. I was like, I think part of it was hormones or just, it was so stressful. I was crying at work. I was like sitting in meeting rooms crying. And then I was like talking to my boss about how stressed I was. And then I went to the bathroom and noticed that it was just like one little spot of bright red blood. And I completely freaked out, had a massive panic attack. I had to go get my boss or call her into the hallway. And she was like, what is going on? And she was so nice. And I had to tell her that I was pregnant and I just noticed some spotting. And she was like, go do what you need to do. Like go to the hospital. Um, so she went and got my stuff. I went to the hospital. Um, I actually went to the ER and I was like, just sitting there waiting in the ER forever. They finally came and got me and I went up and they started doing the examination and the midwife that was helping me she kind of looked at all the spotting and they did like an ultrasound and she was like, everything looks okay. And at this point, the bleeding, I would consider it more spotting than like active bleeding. And then the doctor came in and she said, looking at the ultrasound, everything is like appropriately sized. And I was like, okay. So they sent me home and I went home thinking like everything was fine because they didn't really, you know, say very much there. And then the bleeding just continued for a few days. And I just like was beside myself. I, I went to work. Um, I was at work. Um, it was, I, I just like didn't know what to do. Um, and then around that time is when that huge polar vortex happened in the Midwest and I think the Northeast. So they sent everyone home for a few days. So I was at home and then I was just like, I can't like take this anymore. Like I just, I need to know what is going on. Um, so I called the hospital again, where I went and spoke to, I spoke to a midwife and a nurse and they kind of all were like, there's nothing really we can do for you. Like just wait it out. And then I was like, to me, that was not good enough. I was like, I just like, someone needs to almost like put me out of my misery here. Um, so then, then I kept calling back and I finally got a really sweet nurse on the phone and she was like, okay. The ER is really full right now. 
but if you want to come back later tonight or I can call you when it's not as full, like you can come back in. So she called me back. We went back to the ER. It was like 9 p.m. at night. It was like negative 30 degrees out. It was so cold. Um, and they saw me and then they got the doctor in there and they um, started doing like a, the examination and then they did an ultrasound. And so I was getting the ultrasound done and then the doctor called in a nurse, a nursing student, a resident, like two other doctors. So I was in this little examination room with an ultrasound. My husband's sitting in the corner in a chair, like what is going on here? And like five other people staring at the ultrasound screen and they all kind of were like tilting their heads and like looking at it funny. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what are they all looking at? And finally they told me they actually, so they confirmed that I was having a miscarriage, but they also saw that I had a golf ball size cyst on one of my ovaries, like this huge cyst. Um, so they wanted to keep me overnight. It was at this point, it was like 1am. They wanted to keep me overnight and like re-examine things in the morning. And I was just so tired and just done with it. I was like, okay, all I wanted was to confirm that this was actually happening. So I could like, you know, wasn't going crazy. Um, do I really need to spend the night? And they were like, no, you don't need to spend the night. That's fine. Um, why don't you just come back for your, what was supposed to be your first ultrasound appointment? So I did that. So we waited a few more days and I was still bleeding. Um, and the thing is with, with like miscarriage, when I first started bleeding, I kind of like told myself like, this is not happening because if it was a miscarriage, I would know, like I'd be in so much pain. I would, you know, there'd be blood everywhere. And that's just not how it was. I had very minimal pain, very minimal cramping. Like the blood was not that bad. Um, so then, you know, we went back for that appointment that was supposed to be our first ultrasound. And, um, my husband came with me and they did the blood draws to check my, um, HCG levels. Um, and when we were sitting in the waiting room, the doc and the doctor came back out and brought me back into the room. And he was like, so it looks like the pregnancy's grown a little bit. And I was like, what is going on here? And he was like, is this like a pregnancy you'd, you like, you know, you'd want to continue. And I was like, yes, absolutely. And then he's like, let's see what your HCG levels look like. And then when they came back, they had dipped, like they had halved and dipped so far. So he was like, yeah, it's definitely a miscarriage. You know, maybe we measured incorrectly or it did grow a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's definitely what it is. And then he gave me the option of doing the DNC that day in the office, um, just going home and waiting it out or taking the pill. And at that point I was like, I just want this to be done. So I opted to do the DNC in the office, um, which, you know, it was, it was like painful, but not that painful. They didn't, um, they kind of just gave me a, some like, like, um, some anti-anxiety meds and then like numbed everything. So I was like completely awake during the whole thing. Um, which I, you know, if I had to do a DNC again, I would opt not to do that. <laughs> I would be like, please put me out. Um, so then, you know, after that, we kind of, my husband and I kind of just like 
grieved a little bit. Um, you know, I was kind of like an emotional wreck for like a few months right after my miscarriage, four other women in the office announced their pregnancies. And I just like, I couldn't take it. I was like sitting in meeting rooms by myself just so I didn't have to be around people. I just, you know, I came home one night and told my husband, I think everyone's getting pregnant on purpose because they hate me. Um, I just like, I was like, why is this happening to me? And why is everyone, why is this so much easier for everyone else? Um, so we kind of just like took the time to grieve. Um, and then, you know, when we were thinking about trying again, that kind of golf ball size cyst kind of, I kind of forgot about it. And then it like popped back up in my head and I was like, that is something I should probably get a second opinion about and, you know, um, see what needs to be done about that. So I actually ended up switching doctors, um, going to a new doctor and, um, she looked at the cyst and she was like, yeah, this is, this needs to come out like now. And it was kind of scary for a little while because there's like, I guess there's two different types of cysts, a simple cyst and a complex cyst. And she said it was a complex cyst. It was about, um, three inches in diameter. Um, and she said it was like, had debris in it. And so she's actually sent me to a gynecological oncologist and that scared me too. Cause I was like, Oh my God, do I have cancer now? Um, so she sent me to them. They looked at everything. Um, and then I ended up doing surgery for them to remove it. And, and like, it, and everything ended up being totally fine. It was, you know, a benign, it, there was nothing wrong with it. The surgery went great. Um, I was able to keep both my ovaries, which was one of the concerns was, you know, we might have to take out one of your ovaries. So, um, yeah, so then that all turned out great and I recovered from surgery. Um, and then I ended up getting a new job, which was like my new dream job. So we kind of put off trying again for about seven months between the surgery and getting a new job. And then so November of last year, we decided to start trying again. So we, um, you know, start trying again and I ended up getting pregnant in March. So, you know, um, so I got pregnant in March and that was um, almost a completely different experience. So I got pregnant in March and um, we, I didn't take any pregnancy tests early. I just was like, I'm so sick of seeing negatives. Like, I'm just not doing it anymore. Um, and then I realized it was like, um, my period was five days late. And I kept in my head, I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant. I, my body is just, something is going wrong with my body. And my period just hasn't come yet. So finally I was like, I should probably take a pregnancy test. So I took a pregnancy test. And it was, it came up like a pretty faint positive. I took two, both came up pretty faint. And I was like, what? I ran out, my husband was work, working from home in our kitchen and I ran out into the kitchen and I was like, does this say positive? And he was like, I'm like, do you see a line here? And he was like, yeah, I guess. And then I threw on my clothes and my coat and was like, I'm running to CVS and buy more. Um, so I ran to the drugstore, I got some more. And then I was like, I'm going to take these again in the morning. Then the next day I took two more pregnancy tests and the lines came up a lot stronger. So I was like, okay, everything's going really good here. Um, and then I contacted my doctor 
And she was like, why don't you come in and we'll do the blood draws to like check your levels. So I went in probably like three or four times for them to check my levels, to make sure they were doubling and to check my progesterone. And every time I went in, she was like, everything looks great. You know, your numbers are great. Your progesterone's great. Like we're good here. And then I remember I went one day, it was like beautiful in Chicago. And I was just like feeling so happy that I decided to, you know, I was like, I'm going to go for a really long walk with the dog while the flowers are blooming. And I was on that walk and I kind of just like felt like, almost felt like a stitch in my side, like very like dull pain. And then when I got back home, I went to the bathroom and noticed like very light pink spotting. And I was freaking out, like Googling it and, you know, you know, with spotting, it can be normal, it can be not normal. Um, and then it kind of resolved itself. It went away. So it was like, maybe it was just like a little spotting. It wasn't that concerning. And then a few days later, I went on another really long walk and the same thing happened. And I'm like, should I just like not be going on walks? Um, but then, you know, I contacted my doctor and she was like, okay, well, why don't we just have you come back in and we'll, you know, get your, you know, your levels again. Um, so I went back in, they tested my levels and they were still great. So I was like, okay, maybe this is just one of those things. Um, and then, you know, over the next couple of days, I didn't have any more spotting. And then one morning I woke up and I walked the dog and I came back and, um, my aunt had called me and told me that my grandfather had passed away and I was really upset. I was like super close with him. Um, both my parents had passed away a few years ago as well. So he kind of was, you know, my family's super important to me and he was like such a sweet man and I was really close to him. Um, and it just was, you know, with everything going on with coronavirus, we weren't going to be able to have a funeral or a memorial. So it was really hard and I was upset. And then later that day, I noticed the bright red blood that I had seen with the last miscarriage. And I was like, oh my God, like, why is this happening to me? So I contacted my doctor again and they're awesome. She was like, come in at 1 p.m. today, just come in. Um, and then she did an ultrasound and she looked at everything and she was like, okay, well, I'm seeing like the the sack and everything, but there, it's empty. There's nothing there. Um, and you know, I, I was about six weeks, exactly six weeks pregnant at the time. And she was like, considering that you're six weeks, I would, you know, feel like this would pregnancy would be more developed. So, um, she was like, why don't you go home? Um, and then we'll have you come back in next week to recheck things. Um, so I went home and spent the next few days and I was bleeding. And I, you know, this time around, I was actually able to pass the pregnancy by myself without medication or anything. And then I went back and then they confirmed that, you know, the pregnancy had passed and that everything was, was gone. And it was weird because with the first miscarriage, I felt like a hot mess every day. And then with this one, it was a little bit more, I could, I just knew what to expect emotionally and physically. So it wasn't as like jarring or shocking 
And I have family members and friends who've had miscarriages. So I knew all about it. it you know, it, I knew other people who had gone through this. Um, so this time around, it was like a little bit, it was a little, I'm not better, but I just could handle it a little more emotionally. Um, and then, you know, I, when I went back, um, my doctor was like, after that, she's like, why don't you come back next week and we'll relook at everything. And she, she's so amazing. She was like, you know, usually for recurrent pregnancy loss, like we say it's like three pregnancy losses, but she, she said, I think that's cruel and unusual to make people wait till they've had a third pregnancy loss to like start testing. So we're just going to do it. Like, we're just going to do all the tests and just figure out what's going on here. So we did all the tests. All of them came back. All, all of my tests came back normal. The only thing that kind of came back kind of wonky was my thyroid. So she, my thyroid was like at a 3.7, which is technically normal. But she's like, we want to bring you down to a 2.5. So she put me on thyroid medication. And we've had to adjust it a few times um, for it to go back down. But yeah, everything's normal. And um, the next step is my husband is going to um, start testing just to make sure it's not, you know, something with him. And then we've decided we're going to, you know, once my thyroid has leveled out a little bit, that we're going to give it another try. And if that doesn't work out, we, we're willing to um, start IVF, which is crazy to me because when we kind of first started this whole journey, there were, I kept saying things like, we're going to, you know, after the first miscarriage, I was like, we're having, we're going to try one more time. If that doesn't work, I'm done. And then I kept saying things like, I don't know if I can do IVF, but like, as things have progressed and I've kind of been like, I, I, you know, having a family is so important to me and I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to get that family. So as like time goes on, you know, you have these things in your head where you say, I'm never going to do that. And then when the, you're in that position, you're like, oh my God, yes, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever it takes. So yeah, so that's where we're at now. So we're just, you know, waiting for his tests and for um, my thyroid to balance out. And then we're going to just give it another try. Um, Isn't that yeah. funny how so I'm, I was the same way in the sense of like, I never really felt ready to start trying to have kids, but I knew I wanted kids. So like eventually we just kind of like pulled the goalie and did it. And then when I got pregnant, it was like, like you said, it was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to right. start this family. And it just completely switched like 180 for me. But that's one thing that I always say I'm grateful for, I guess, with my pregnancies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lost or not, is it really made me realize that that is what I wanted. Uh, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Yeah. So my one piece of advice would be um, probably, you know, don't put things on hold in your life. If you go through miscarriage or you've been trying for a long time, um, there are so many things that have come up in like this time period that were really good. Um, so I, you know, ended up getting like my dream job, but I, at first I was afraid to apply for it because I was like, I want to get pregnant and I have this awesome maternity leave and it's just like not the right time. And then, but then my husband was like, 
I, you just go for it. Like there's no point in like waiting if it's like going to put us in a better situation where you're less stressed out at work. It's something you enjoy and it's better financially. Um, and then, you know, because we ended up, you know, we've been trying now, for, it's like been about two years. We've gone on, done more travel and gone on more trips and you know, maybe at first I was like hesitant, like, well, what if I get pregnant or what if I'm pregnant and we're, we're, we go on this trip? And I, you know, I just think, you know, just play it day by day and, you know, just go for stuff. If stuff comes up, don't put it on hold. Um, cause you just never know what's going to happen. And it could be something really good. And, you know, like with the, with my job situation, we decided to, um, you know, hold off on trying for a little bit so I could settle into this job. And it, I think in the end it, you know, it's, it was really good. And I love this job and I'm a whole lot less stressed than I was in my previous job. Um, yeah. And then just feel however you want to feel. I think that's really important. And, um, you know, you're going to have good days and bad days. There's days where I'm like, I feel like a million bucks and I'm awesome. And my hair looks really good. And then days where I just like, don't even want to get out of bed. And so, yeah, that's, that's my advice. I love that. I love the don't put things on hold in your life. I haven't heard that one yet, I don't think. Yeah. Um, that's really good advice. <laughs> now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, to my Instagram, it's MariahMiller12. And I've shared a little bit on, on there about um, what I've gone through. And um, I probably will continue to. So if anyone wants to reach out, ask questions, or just needs support, I, I am available. Awesome. And I will link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Mariah, for jumping on this morning and sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Yes. And thank you so much. Uh, Your podcast has been such a huge help to me over the last couple of years. Good. Well, I'm happy that it found you. All right. Keep us posted and we'll chat soon. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. Thank you.